Hello and welcome. I am Jamie from Stonemaier Games, and I'm here as usual to talk about my top games in a certain category. And I'm joined today by a special guest, Corel, who I've had the pleasure of working with on uh, quite a few Rolling Realms products over the last couple of years. So we might talk about that a little bit today, but for the most part today, we're going to be talking about our top, each of our top five favorite multiplayer games that also play well solo. Uh, Carl, can you introduce yourself and let people know why you were interested in this particular topic? Yeah, well, um, so uh, my name is Karel Titika, and I um, I am uh, involved in both working at uh, on stuff at Automa Factory as uh, for Sternmeyer Games. So I'm a developer for uh, many Rolling Realms uh, realms and for the upcoming uh, Redux uh, box. And I have been involved in many solo modes for Automa Factory as well. I started playtesting uh, a couple of years ago, and then I joined the team. But um, I enjoy both multiplayer games as solo games. I enjoy solo games really as a puzzle where I can take 10 minutes to think about a turn. And, and it's, it's really another way of playing, and I enjoy that very much. And um, yeah, I, uh, I have a passion about solo games, and I... Uh, I, uh, I'd like to share some uh, of that passion here today. Well, I am really, really curious and excited to hear what you talk about today. If, for people who have watched this channel before, you probably know that I almost only talk about playing games with other players. I don't play many games solo. So my list is very short. I don't have many, much, many details to share, but I did think of a few games that apply to this category for me. Corel has a lot more experience with it, and so I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Um, do we... We want to start out with some honorable mentions, uh, just some brief mentions of game that didn't quite make your top five. Yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> a top five was really short for me. So where you say um, that your list is, is short by nature, my list is actually very long. And um, I um, every year I make a top 20 of my favorite solo games um, because there is um, the one player guild on uh, board game geek that's it's a really lovely place to be and every year they do a uh, people choices uh, top 200 awards of the best solo games i think um spirit island and, and mage knight are every every year are the mm -hmm. the top games over there and so i i also uh, participate in that so i submit my top 20. now i did adapt my top five of that list a bit because um i um I focused on, on games that are playable multiplayer. Some of my games in my top are playable only solo. So for today, I, I focused on games that are playable multiplayer. And also, I took a little rule um, <laughs> that you apply. I, I didn't put any Sternmeyer games in my top five because for me, actually, all Sternmeyer games are an honor honorable mention here because um, <laughs> I, I know this is this is the goal, but but it, and obviously I'm biased being um, involved in Automa Factory. But I think all Stonemaier games do a great job of um, being a good mix of um, both multiplayer, very enjoyable as solo. So um, there are quite a few um, Stonemaier games I enjoy a lot. Um, I think if I have to pick some, the uh, number one on my 
uh, list every year uh, would be uh, Tapestry. So mm. I think you know mm -hmm. the game. So uh -huh. that, is, that, is, uh, that has often been the number one on my list. But I enjoy a lot of other games too. Expeditions APRE uh, recently. And there is a little roll and ride game you may know. It's called Rolling Realms. <laughs> yeah. I think I have over um, 300 plays of that by now. Um, other honorable mentions, so apart from all Stonemaier games, are um, Obsession. It just mm -hmm. didn't make my top five. It's an excellent game and also excellent solo, but it's, yeah, I only could pick five. Um, <laughs> then um, Imperium Classics or Imperium mm -hmm. Legends. I think it's a... Um, great solo game but i didn't put it in my top five because um i think it really shines solo i mm. it's it's a great solo game and and i don't enjoy it as much multiplayer actually um another uh, honorable mention would certainly be great western trail mm. Um, but I'm a big Alexander Pfister fan, and so another game might pop up in my uh, list. Same goes for uh, Uwe Rosenberg. <laughs> so I have Attiwa here as a honorable mention, but uh, maybe another Uwe Rosenberg game will pop up uh, as well. And then um, the, um, the games from... Um, flat out games so i have the latest expansion for cascadia here but actually cascadia um calico uh, verdant they are all great games both multiplayer as solo and then my um second to last uh, honorable mention would be campaign games as a whole i mm. have here mm -hmm. it's still in the shrink wrap but i have here the um new expansion for uh, role-player adventures but i think um yeah sleeping gods role-player adventures all kinds of uh, adventure games go into this category um i didn't put them in my top five because while i think they are great solo i think arguably they are better played with other people because you mm. you you enjoy the quest you enjoy going on the quest together uh, and the uh, last one for my honorable mentions would be um, roll and ride games or flip and ride games as a whole. So I have welcome to here, but um, these are infinitely scalable, just as Rolling Realms is. And so they are both fun, uh, both uh, solo as multiplayer. So that's for my long list of uh, honorable mentions. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I didn't want to interrupt. I do have some thoughts to share on that, but I, I love uh, the different categories you mentioned um, and uh, the different games you mentioned. I'm, I'm taking notes over here. A few quick thoughts about that. One, for campaign games. I, I'm sure we're going we're gonna to share some various reasons why you might play games solo, why, why you might play a multiplayer game solo as we talked today. I think campaign games are a wonderful example of that. As you said, they're often... Uh, the experience is often enhanced by playing with other people, but of all the games that we try to play, campaign games are almost, are probably the hardest to get a regular group together. Mm -hmm. I found that I primarily play campaign games now only with Megan, only with my partner, mm -hmm. because it's much easier for us to casually decide, okay, we'll, we'll play one now, and maybe we will go a week without playing it, or a month without playing it, and then we'll play it again. 
Um, whereas coordinating that with multiple people is much more difficult. So if you, if I was only playing those solo, it would be even easier for me to play them whenever I want. I think that's a great asset. Uh, I'll pause here in case you want to add anything to that. Yeah, the only thing I want to add is that for that exact uh, reason, I played the Rise of Fenris campaign solo. So I yeah. often play side with, with friends, but I couldn't find a group who would want to engage in playing 12 games of side. So I did the Rise of Fenris uh, campaign solo and I really enjoyed it. So uh, that's good. That's, that is good. That is very good. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. And I think the Rise of Fenris is only eight games. Charterstone uh, is 12. Um, it's been a while. while. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, 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 yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Still a, a, a big commitment for a longer game. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, oh, well, there was something else that, that you mentioned that, that I think I've already forgotten, but you also mentioned uh, Stillmeyer games. Um, and just to let people know who are watching this who might wonder the, about the process very briefly, I am in charge of the game design and or development of uh, the multiplayer functionality and, and, and uh, gameplay of all Stillmeyer games. And Automa Factory is in charge of the, the solo elements of those games. So it's two separate processes where I'll work on a game until I think it's ready for Automa. I'm, like I'm essentially confident that no big significant changes are, are going to happen in the game. And then I hand it off to the Automa Factory and they work on the solo mode. And so there are two, Corel was saying that he was happy with how our games play multiplayer and solo. And I think part of that is because they're designed for both purposes in completely separate processes in that way, multiplayer separate from solo. But also for that reason, people often ask me why I know so little about the solo versions of our games. And that's because I mostly play the multiplayer and I, I trust Automa Factory to deliver a great solo experience. And they consistently have based on the feedback that I've heard from the community. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, so I wanted to mention that process real quick. I forgot one other, one other thing I wanted to throw in there, but it'll come back to me later on. Um, for my brief honorable mentions, I have uh, the game Destinies, which is a semi-campaign game, but it's more scenario-based game, um, where it is a rare game in that style that is competitive instead of cooperative. And so I uh, dabbled a little bit in the solo play of it because I, I played it competitively with Megan and it was just, it felt a little odd. Like I wanted to be cooperatively playing with her, but it was a competitive game. And so I gave it a try solo cooperative in the exploration mode instead and enjoyed it. Um, this one's a little bit of a cheat, but I really enjoy, I recently played the game, the solo trick-taking game for Northwood. Have you yeah. played that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it is a solo game. Actually, and this reminds me of what I was going to say earlier. This this is very much a solo game. But as I was playing it, I was like, oh, this would also have, I could also play this solo game with Megan cooperatively. And I think yeah. we would have fun. I wouldn't necessarily say that about all solo games, but that is a possibility in this game. And the thing I, I, I had forgotten to say before was um, that one of the focuses of this list today, as you mentioned, are games that that not only play solo and not only play multiplayer, but that we probably would play them either way. Yeah. We're happy to play them solo. We're also happy to play the multiplayer opposed to multiplayer games that you would only ever play solo. So I'm glad you made that distinction earlier. Yeah. I, uh, I I think you played, if I remember correctly, you played Under Falling Skies uh, with Megan too, multiplayer. Uh, it's, it's also a solo only game, or it may be on your list, maybe. That, that one is on my <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was, I'll, talk, we'll talk about that one in a little bit. Yeah, okay. And great. then uh, for Stillmeyer games, I did break my rule for one particular game on this list that will come up later. But I also wanted to mention that the, the Stillmeyer game that I have used the solo mode for is Viticulture. I have played the Viticulture solo mode. I would say it's probably up there um, among the simpler solo modes that we have yeah. in our games. And that was very appealing to me because I, I didn't, I, I just wanted to jump in and give it a try to see what this Altama Factory was all about in the early days. And I had a, yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. It could have made my top five, um, but I didn't want two Stomar games to be on my list. Yeah. Yeah, some of the Automa solo modes may be daunting. Uh, I think Sight is one of the most <laughs> well-known ones of, of, of one that is quite hard to, to handle because of the movement on the map. But there are actually quite a few uh, of the solo modes that are very quick and very easy and very simple. So um, I, I may recommend Red Rising 2 as, as a um, solo mode where where an automa turn takes literally five seconds or so. So you do what what the automa does, and then you you continue playing your own turn. So uh, yeah, I enjoy that's that. That's much faster than a human player. So I, yeah, that, yeah, 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 indeed. So you can fully focus on on your own uh, card play and your own uh, game. Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's jump into our top five. Why don't you tell me yeah. about your, your number five pick, and I will uh, start sharing some photos on the screen of the game that you pick. I don't know, and by, I don't know what Corel has picked here today. I'm, I will be just as surprised by you watching this. Yeah. Well, the contender for my number five was Obsession, but I ultimately um, ended up with uh, bringing Glenmore Chronicles to the yeah. um, top five. So it is my number five game because... Um, it is um, it's quite an achievement what Automa Factory did there. So I wasn't involved in that project. So that's one of the um, games that is um, not from Stonemeyer, but where Automa Factory did the solo mode. Mm -hmm. um, and for people who don't know Glenmore Chronicles, it is a, a game. So it is based on Glenmore. There was first the game Glenmore. But Glenmore Chronicles, the Chronicles in the name, is about the fact that there are how many is it? I think with the expansion, there are 11 or 12 Chronicles, which are actually mini expansions that, that alter the game. So you have a base game that is very good. And then you have these 10 or 11 mini expansions, the Chronicles, and you can add them to the game and you can add any number in, in any order, in any combination. And so that is already quite a feat of the uh, of uh, Michael Kramer and and the other authors at Funtales to achieve that, but <laughs> it's also a, a enormous feat from Atoma Factory to handle all those combinations and all those chronicles. Well, they aren't all compatible, but most are to handle that solo. And so I I think it was an enormous job. I think uh, Morton and David and 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 Linus. Um, didn't know what they were going into when 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 they agreed to do that, but they they really did a splendid job. It's 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 a hard solo mode. It's really hard to beat the automa over there, but but it's it's really great and it's it's a great way to to play a great game uh, solo. And I can speak from the multiplayer perspective. This uh, has long been one of my favorite multiplayer games. It, it is a delight to play, even without adding any of the chronicles. Just the standard mode of the game. Um, it's a it's a one of these games where you're selecting a tile 
anywhere on the path ahead of you that you have available. This looks like a digital image here, but um, and you're if you're the the meeple on the back, then then you are the the current player to choose. And it's it that flows really well. And as you're adding those tiles to your tableau, you're not only activating the ability on that tile, but the tiles around it. So it's a really satisfying engine that you're that you're activating turn after turn after turn. Yeah, it's a lovely game to play multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. So that is Glenmore Two Chronicles as your number five pick. Um, my number five pick is another one that both of us have a strong connection to personally, and that is the new game. Uh, actually, I, I might let you pronounce it here. I, I say Scoventeer. What is the correct way to pronounce it? Do you know? Yeah, it's uh, Scoventeer. And, oh, okay. and that's also not correct, but I, I'm learning <laughs> Danish a bit, and so it's Scoventeer. I will, I don't, I will probably, but <laughs> that's a, I could probably say it if I repeated it time after time in yeah, my head, I'll yeah. probably just have to keep saying Scoventeer, Scoventeer. Um, but yeah. this is from our friend and, and colleague, Morton Monrat Peterson, um, who's, who started Automa Factory. He designed this solo co-op game. And so I'm kind of using this game both because I adore Morton. I adore this game. This is, uh, one of the games that I have here at the table with me. Um, but also because I, I think it represents, we might actually see a photo of Morton here. Um, it represents the whole category of solo co-op games. So cooperative games that don't necessarily rely on other players for you to have an experience of uh, solving a puzzle to uh, to defeat something. In this case, um, your, your uh, this, uh, what is his name, Eric? Yeah, Gamal Eric. Yeah, Gamal, old, Gamal old, Eric. Yeah. yeah, old Eric. Yeah, old Eric. So yeah, he he is kind of the 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 bad force here, and he has some some um, some goons, some henchmen, some some evil spirits that he is uh, pitting against you in this very puzzly game that I have played with uh, two other players, and it works great as a multiplayer puzzle that we were solving together. But I think it also works well as a solo puzzle that you're yeah. solving by yourself. Well, I, I agree that it's, it works great as a solo puzzle, and that's actually the, the reason that it didn't make my list. So, spoiler, it didn't make my list. It, it, it should have made my honorable mention, so I should have mentioned it, but I, um, I really love the game. Uh, I really love what Morton did. I also uh, extensively playtested it. Um, and I actually love all the games. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Morton's cat. <laughs> um, I uh, <laughs> I actually love all games that are put out by Impatient, so by by Morton's publisher over there. So the Onerim uh, series are very much alike. Uh, so it it is a different game. Morton has his own game, but they do feel a bit like the other games um, from from uh, Impatient. So yeah, this is uh, Onerim indeed, and. Um, I love all those games. I love the whole series, but I think uh, it's the same as I said for Imperium Classics. They shine for me personally. They shine at solo, so that's why I didn't include them in this list. But they are super great games, and Scoventia is too. Yeah, I think when I think of Honorim and that series of games, I, I mostly view them as as solo solo yeah. games, even though they could be played with a uh, with other people. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Scoventeer um, at number five on my list. Yeah, What's your thank you for, for including that. Uh, of yeah. course. What is the, your uh, number four pick? 
yeah, my number four is um, Concordia, um, Concordia by Mike Gertz. Um, it's yeah, it's it's becoming a classic. It's um, it's quite high in the board game geek um, top hundred. Um, and what I love about it is that, um, like it was the case for some Stonemaier games like Euphoria and Between Two Castles that got a solo mode later on. So after publication, this also was a, a multiplayer game until I think two years ago, two or three years ago, Mac added uh, the Solitaria expansion, so which, which is actually a automa. So it is a, a bot opponent uh, which you play against. And, and I don't know if, if the author has much experience with solo games, but he, he did a great job. I talked to him at uh, Essen Spiel uh, the year when it was released. Um, and, and so he, yeah, he, he designed it by himself and, and he really did a great job. So it, it really feels like an opponent um, who you're playing against. Uh, and the game is about, it's, it's a bit area control and you're, you're, you're trying to build um to 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 send your um what are they called yeah your ships and your i forgot the name the, the soldiers it's not soldiers but you're trying to send them over the map and um it's a bit of area control and 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 resource control and and i really love it it's it's a quite dry euro so it it, it has a rich team it's it's set in the the roman team um but but it is the mechanism, the mechanics of the game are are a quite dry Euro, but it it is really great, and I I love what it did with uh, the solo mode. Um, I also love that the game is very um, easy um, expandable with with different maps. So you have right. these different maps that you can add to the game, and and I also uh, love that. I'm glad you mentioned this. I'm I'm working on a on revisiting my positive player interaction games, and this game has. A wonderful form of positive player interaction yeah. where you activate a region to uh to generate resource region but anyone who has presence in that region uh, benefit from that and then you can also refresh it so that you can have the opportunity to collect income again so there's yeah. there's a lot of um even though you are I mean, we're not even really blocking other players in the board you might grab some spots that they that someone else wants but yeah. there's there's a lot of good things that can come from sharing the same area as other players yeah and i also love that you get to copy you have one card um that copies the last um card that another player played so you're waiting for for uh, the other yeah. player to play for example his prefect and and then uh, you 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 jump in and you you play your card so yeah i love that Anyone who's played Expeditions and maybe hasn't heard of Concordia, um, I'd highly recommend checking out Concordia because they use a, a, a somewhat similar um, action selection system yeah. using these, these cards in hand. Yeah, Concordia number four, I love that pick. Um, I, I'm happy to hear that it plays solo, just as well solo as it does multi multiplayer. Yeah, it does. My pick for number four is size game which i'm going to pull it up over here i actually was in my mind i pictured it as yeah you're right it does it's a one player game on here but i played it two players and kind of assumed in my head that this was a game that was designed to play with more than one player uh, because that's how i played it I, I 
I played this with with my friend Henry, um, where we just sat on opposite sides of the table, like like any other two player game. But we were working together to solve this problem of alien invaders crashing towards Earth and placing dice on this board to prevent that from happening. It really, uh, I can I can totally see why this game would excel at solo play. But we had we had a great time playing it uh, as as two players. Let's see. Yeah. There we go. Here's a photo of what the game actually looks like. It looks like the, the Space Invaders game, these ships dropping towards you and you're placing dice to, to block them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess this is a bit of a cheat here because it technically is a solo game, but I, I really enjoyed it, too. Yeah. And it ended one. Yeah. For uh, people who uh, visit uh, Spiel in Essen and who want to try the game, I don't know if they will bring it every year, but it's it's already a couple of years that Czech Games Edition, the publisher of this game, brings a giant version of this game. So with, with oh, ships cool. like this and so on. It's it's really, really cool. But it takes up a lot of space on their booth, of course. But it's it's really great to see the giant game of this. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, yeah, under under falling skies as my uh somewhat cheater pick, but but yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with it because I really do think it plays well at two, but also is designed to play it solo. Solo. Play. Yeah. What is your number three pick? My number three. I um I had been in doubt a bit if I would include it because mm -hmm. it's also yeah it's not a cheat, but it's it's one exception to the rest of my list. I'll first show the game. It's um, Oranienburger Canal uh, from Uwe Rosenberg. And okay. um, it's it's one of the um, harder to get games. It was it's uh, published by Spielworks, and um, they actually they did a Kickstarter for it. But it was a a really um, small amount of games that they printed, and um, it has been very very well received. I I personally think it's one of Uwe's best games, and that says a lot. That says a lot because I. I really enjoy many many of his games um but it is it is printed in a very limited supply it's very hard to get but the good news is that another publisher has jumped in and it will be republished sometime next year i think as just plain canal so the 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 hard to pronounce german name oranienburger canal will will be replaced by just canal um and it is a two-player game. It's a one or two-player game, so so you can't play it at higher uh, player count. So that's maybe also a bit atypical for uh, Uwe Rosenberg. But it it's really it's it's a brain burner. It's it's a really hard game to 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 get everything right. There is a lot of text and a lot of symbols on the cards. But I I really love it. It's you're 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 building your own. Um, it's not actually a city, but you're you're. Yeah, your industry, you're building roads and 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 canals and and railroads, and it's you have very limited turns, you have very limited poss possibilities, and you you try to to make the best out of the limited time you have, and it's it's so great both at two players as solo. Um, now the reason I I said it is an exception to my list is because like most other Uwe Rosenberg games. It is um, good solo, but it is a beat your own score solo mode. So there are ah. different um, solo modes. And what Automa Factory puts out, 
are uh, artificial opponents, so where you play a game against the deck of cards, but they will have a score at the end of the game and you will compare your score to theirs and uh, either they will win or you will win. Um, Uwe Rosenberg's games are great for solo, but the only criticism I have, and I, I know Morten has them too, I know Morten uh, likes Uwe's games too, but they are beat your own score games. Mm -hmm. So you play against, not against an opponent, but you have some actions that happen that make your turns a bit difficult and more puzzly, and, and you try to work around that. But at the end of the game, you just have a score and, and you have a table in the rulebook that said, says how well you did. So I like an artificial opponent. I like being beat by an opponent or to beat an opponent, opponent. but this game is just so good that it had to make uh, my top five. That's awesome. I'm glad you bring it. You brought bring it to light today because I, I think a lot of people, including myself, I, I can vaguely remember seeing the game, but yeah. it, it came and went so quickly, and it sounds like I, I missed out. So I'm looking forward to seeing the canal version of the game. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. You should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my pick at number three is one that I told a story about on the uh, on the on the channel a few months ago, where I was actually at a social gathering. And I um, was feeling a little overwhelmed by all the little kids running around at this gathering, just wanted a little bit of a break. And someone suggested that I go up to a quiet room and play a solo game or play a game solo that they had brought. And that game is Escape the Dark Castle. And I hooked them up on it. And I was really glad that I did. Like, it wasn't something that I would normally do at a party, at a gathering with friends where people were in different rooms playing games uh, to go off on my own and play a game. But it was really nice just to kind of be around people, be near people. But being enjoy enjoyed this solo experience by myself. This is a, another solo co-op game. Uh, plays, I believe, up to four players normally. A one to four. Even says best three to four here. But I had a great time playing this game solo. It is a game where you are essentially. Uh, it's very easy to set up and play. You just flip over a card and begin playing. There's a little bit of shuffling. You'll shuffle the cards together um, and shuffle some monsters in. But you pretty much just shuffle the stack of cards and you reveal a card and you have to deal with whatever that card says. So let me, you can kind of see them here. Like this one says, uh, you hear a scream from behind and turn around and try to avoid the clutches of a lurching ghoul. As a group, choose one option. And so it says as a group, but if you're playing solo, you just choose yourself. You can flee, you can fight, and there's some dice rolling that happen as a result of this. I think the game does a good job of scaling by player count. There's different characters that you can play as. Uh, scaling happens dependent on like how many how many results of certain numbers that you need or, or certain icons that you need when you're trying to get past these tests. But uh, it's a game that I, I it's one of the few games on this list that I haven't played multiplayer at all. But I can see this working just fine and being fun with more than one person. But I also just had a lot of fun playing it uh, by myself. It was a reminder, and I'm curious to hear what you think about this. But it was a little reminder to me that when I am playing a game solo especially a, a cooperative game where I'm going up against something antagonistic pretty consistently in this game that I, when I'm playing solo, I'm slightly more likely to, I don't want but kind of cheat a, a little bit every now and then. Like if something really bad happens, I'm maybe, like, I don't experience, I'm fine with that. But have you found that at all when you play games this type of game solo? Um, well, solo, I 
yeah, it, it, it's an interesting thing you bring up because um, I, I see that more cooperatively when I'm playing a game, for example, with my son, where 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 we're just chilling for the experience, and and then we draw a card, and and that card is really really bad. We we often when when we play with two cooperatively, we often say. Um, Okay, that card didn't happen. Let's let's pretend that, that card didn't happen. I don't quite catch myself doing that solo um, so much because in in solo I, I really don't mind losing. It's 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 really about the puzzle for me, not about the experience. And I think adventure games are more about the experience, and and that might happen more over there. But it, it's it's an interesting uh, thing to think about. Yeah, I can I can relate to both of that because I've definitely done the same thing playing these types of games with Megan where we say something that didn't happen. Um, and I didn't cheat often in this game, but I think there were a few cases where maybe I was using a rule or I interpreted a rule to my benefit, whereas maybe it was a the incorrect interpretation. But still had fun, a lot of fun with it. Have you played any of the Escape the Blank games? There are a couple different ones. I, I, I don't know it. I haven't seen it, but it, it looks like my cup of tea, so uh, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm very interested in it, but I, I don't know them. But uh, yeah, nice. yeah, that's Escape the Dark Castle uh, for my number three. What is your number two pick? Yeah, I uh, already mentioned that I'm a fan of uh, another German author, not only Uwe Rosenberg, but also Alexander Pfister. So mm -hmm. my number two pick would be Maracaibo. Maracaibo. Yeah. Um, it's a, I think you will bring it up on screen, but it's a rondelle yeah. game. So where you're racing in the Caribbean and you get to do all kinds of actions. It's, it's, it's a typical Alexander Pfister game. It, it, you really have a lot of possibilities. It's, it's quite complex without being too heavy. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it, it can also be a, a brain burning game sometimes, but, but I really, really enjoy it. And what I like about this one particularly is that um, in a multiplayer game, um, the group chooses the the uh, the pace the pace mm -hmm. for the game because it is a rondel game, and if everybody goes one step at a time, the game will take a long, long time. But that's <laughs> that's actually a, a choice of the group because if somebody starts racing around the rondel it's it's important to to catch up because once um there are only four rounds of the rondel so once uh, somebody gets to the final town of the rondel then the round will end for everyone so if you're going step by step and somebody races around the rondel yeah you you won't get to do everything you want so I think it's very interesting that the group gets to decide the pace and, and if everybody decides to go step by step, well, then it is like that. And it also makes it hard to compare the scores because in, in a game where you go step by step, the scores will be much higher than in an, a fast game. But um, yeah, people compete against each other. And the the interesting thing about the solo mode is that the solo mode um, determines the pace for you and it's it's really really fast it it really races wow. around the rondel there are actually two solo modes there is the jean uh, solo mode that is in the base game and there is then the uprising expansion that brings another uh, solo opponent to jacques 
Um, but but it's really interesting how how um, how the solo opponent really races around the rondel and how you you have to yeah do your best to catch up and and to do everything in in the time she gives you. Um, I, I like it. It's it's really well done. That's great to hear. I I have only played this one multiplayer, but I had a good experience with it, and I I like the idea of that solo that opponent in a solo game putting the pressure on you in a similar yeah. way that a human player might put pressure on you if they're racing around this yeah this uh this rondelle this one-way action selection track um and I, I will highlight that too in this game that i think this is maybe one of the best games it, it great western trail would be up there as well uh Of game into the th the theme of the game, um, like we mentioned Glenmore two earlier. I love the run the kind of the 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 tile selection mechanism in that, but it's fairly abstract. The, don't really the game doesn't really explain, as far as I know, why you are moving around this track. But in this game, it's very clear your ships sailing around uh, this area, um, collecting collecting different things and going on little adventures. And it it, it feels very thematic for uh, a game with a lot of Euro style mechanisms. Yeah. Great pick and number two, Maracaibo. My number two pick is the game Both Sworn into the Deepwood. This is a, a big adventure tactical combat storybook game. Um, that oh, this is a fancy version of the game. I didn't have all these buildings. They, they look a little digital here, but um, this is a, a, just a big adventure game. Uh, a really, really impressive design. I played uh, a game of this with four other, three other people where we played the full game. We played the, it kind of, it's broken, every session of it is broken into a, a story part and then um, and then a, a combat part, a tactical combat part. And tactical combat isn't something that I, I'm, I'm happy to try it. I'm happy to play a game tactically, that play, play that tactical combat game once. But after playing that part of it, as much as I enjoyed or as much as I admired the tactical combat, there were some great choices in it. I found myself much more drawn to the story and all the different scenarios that were to come. And so I decided to take the game home and Just play adventure book. The game isn't inherently designed to be played for just the story itself, but it actually worked really well. Um, where I, I, especially given that the scenarios are each very, very different, and that the story choices you make along the way have major consequences on the story that you get to read through and, and experience as you play. So I had a great time playing, essentially playing through the entire campaign, doing only the story portions and not the tactical combat. And I had a blast doing that by myself, even though I also had a good time playing it multiplayer. Yeah. I uh, I know the game from from seeing it very high in the um, the the top two hundred people choices award. Um, yeah. But I haven't played it, played it, so uh, I don't have any experience with it. Well, that is that is my number two, both sworn into the deep wood. We're down to our number one selections here. What is your number one pick? Yeah, my number one pick, non-Stone Meyer game would be um, Dune Ooh. Imperium. Yeah, it's, um, as you know, it is a great game, 
multiplayer, but it is also a really, really good solo opponent. It's 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 it puts pressure on you. But it it plays quickly. It actually um, you play against two opponents. So so when playing solo, you're playing against two opponents, but the turns are very quick. Um, they play by a deck of cards, but you can also, if you're into that, you can use the um, the app from uh, Direwolf. They have an, an an app that also assists you in in playing solo, and um, yeah, it's 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 really really great. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> as great uh, solo as it is multiplayer. I I really don't have a preference there. I I really love the game and. And I enjoy it equally solo as multiplayer. Yeah. So this is one where I have only played it with three or four players, but I've heard that the two-player bot is really, really easy to run. Is that the same bot as that you would use in a single-player game? Yeah, there are a couple of cards that are different. So there are a couple of rule changes. It's not 100% the same, but it's it's the same principle where, where you... You play against one opponent, I guess it is then, and and it it just gets in the way. It takes up spaces, it takes up spice from the board, and and but you can really focus on on your own game and and on your own puzzle. Um, yeah, is combat still a factor in that mode? Yeah, it is. Um, I. Yeah, it is. I'm. I'm. It. It has been a while since I played it, so I'm trying to remember how it is. But but it's 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 really important. It's just like in the multiplayer game, you have to choose uh, at the beginning of a round when when the cards are revealed. You have to choose: Will I participate in this battle or not? Um, and and the cards that you flip, they they have um, they are multi-purpose. So. During the rounds, during the normal turns, they will determine where the agents of the uh, opponent go to, and during battle, um, during combat, they will determine the number of swords, the the strength they have. Okay, well, that's great to hear. Um, that's this is one that I am as much as I enjoy it with three or four players, and that I would enjoy with two. It's one that because of its length, it doesn't get to the table quite as often as yeah. I'd like and I love the game and maybe that'll mean that I just start playing the digital version they did recently put out a full digital version but yeah, uh too. but it's good to hear that the solo version is is so much fun I, I definitely yeah. might try that in the future yeah, yeah. Dune Imperium at number one I love that that's been number one on many of my different my various lists good to see it on another one here my number one pick is a game that we both know very well this is me uh, breaking a rule in general for me putting Stomeyer games on this list, but I really couldn't resist this because this game I have played so many times by myself, but also with the feeling that I'm playing against other people. And that is, of course, Rolling Realms, the game that Corel is is so heavily involved with now. Uh, I, I have that. I always It's been on my desk for the last three years, so I, I always have it handy with a bunch of promo realms. We're actually revealing these tomorrow, Corel, the big, uh, the big holiday bundle yeah. that we're doing people are watching this video in the future so this has happened in the past where we have all yeah. these realms out here but this is a this is a game that i designed specifically uh for people to play remotely with other with others so it's a game designed to have no no player interaction which i think is often seen as a bad thing but i think there are examples of games and rolling realms is one of them where it can actually be a huge asset because uh it means that you can play against people uh simultaneously around the world and you can even play against those people 
or play against me with the recorded videos at any time that you want. You can go back mm -hmm. to a video two years ago of me doing a live play and you can play a game of Rolling Realms against me um, and see how you do. And, and I think you can kind of have the, that, that feeling that you're playing against someone else. It's a game that I play every couple of weeks where I, I jump on a live stream and I play a, a round of it. And I have so much fun trying to solve the puzzle. And uh, it, it, even though it's, I'm not even used. There's no, there is a solo mode in the box. I am not using that mode. I'm just playing this game by myself and having a blast doing it. I'm up to, you said 300 plays. Um, my live plays are up to 59 at this point, but there are also many, many other plays yeah. like, you know, plays with other people and play this. But I'm uh, speaking to the choir here. I know you, you enjoy this game too, or you wouldn't be yeah. so involved with it. I'm so grateful that you have been, but is there anything you'd like to share about uh, this game in terms of multiplayer and solo play? Um, well, I, um, I I was going to say I haven't played multiplayer a lot, but that's not true because I, I have played against you on videos. And <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is I, I actually logged that in my BG stats uh, app to um, uh, as I played against Jamie. So, so you're, <laughs> you're my opponent there. Um, so I... Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I play it mostly solo. I have played it a couple of times, uh, multiplayer in person, but but not not so many times. Um, but people know I am involved in that game, and so sometimes people ask, "Yeah, bring that game of yours." Um, and uh, so that's 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 how I, I I brought people into it multiplayer. But I really enjoy it playing by myself or playing against the webcam. And and yeah, it's uh, it has determined uh, <laughs> the better part of, of my life the the, the the last three years so um yeah it uh, it's always on my mind <laughs> i guess for context too for people who don't know i won't tell the full story of the game but the, one of the reasons that corell is so involved is that the initial box of the game came with 11 realms each of which were kind of inspired by a key element of stonemeyer games but we realized after going to print with it that we didn't have to limit it to Stonemaier games. And so we started reaching out to, at the time it was just me, I was reaching out to other publishers. Corel came on a, little, a few months later and we just started picking games that we really enjoyed mm -hmm. and reaching out to those publishers and saying, hey, we love your game. We'd love to feature it in Rolling Realms and design a realm based on that game. And that's how we ended up expanding it so much to games games like Stonemaier games, we have those, but then here's like Scovendier, which we talked about the day, Boon Lake. So we have all these realms that are based off of other games. And it's been, for a while, I was kind of the primary designer of many of these realms. But we have many fan designers now who have designed the initial designs for some of these realms. And Corel has also designed many, many of them at this point, where he's taken a core idea of one of these games and distilled it down to just a few lines of text yeah. and a single image. And it still gives you kind of the feel of that game on a single card, which I think is pretty amazing. That in itself is also a, a, a solo puzzle for me. You can yeah. say that I'm playing the meta game of Rolling Realms because uh -huh. getting to work on a new realm is 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 also a fun puzzle for me. I I, I sometimes I haven't played the game it's based on, so then I I, I start playing how to play videos and and uh, reading the rule books and and then just finding that one element that 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 should go into the distilling of the realm i i i really love the design puzzle as well yeah 
when if anyone else is curious about that or anyone is interested in dabbling in game design, I think Rolling Realms is a great platform to dabble in. Take a game that you love and design a realm for it and try to try to work on. I think it's a good exercise for cutting and streamlining because you can only fit so much text on these cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is my number one. I know it's a Stillmeyer game, but it is really one that has brought me so much joy and so much unexpected joy. I did not expect to play it, live stream it 59 times and counting. And it really, I, I really love doing that. And I've also loved playing it with other people. Yeah. Well, Corel, so. it's been wonderful to talk to, uh, to you today about this topic of multiplayer games that play great solo. Any closing thoughts before we sign off? Um. I hope uh, I, I got to um, to get some people to try solo. Um, um, yeah, that it, playing solo is is not something that uh, that that people do when they have no friends. It's 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 just a fun puzzle, and I hope uh, more people can uh, can start enjoying those uh, solo modes because they are great. And I'll go back to what I said earlier about campaign games. For anyone watching right now yep. who has a campaign game on their shelf that they've been waiting to get a group together for, maybe just get it to your table and play it solo. You might have a great time with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Corel. I'm curious to see for anyone watching this what your favorite multiplayer game is that you also enjoy playing solo. And tell us why. Tell us why it works for both multiplayer and solo. I, we'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Thank you so much, Corel. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye.